Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of, of V Brown Bag. Oh, excuse, oh, poo, hold on. <laughs> there we go. Um, welcome, welcome to V Brown Bag. Uh, my name is Chris Williams, and tonight we've got uh, Steve Jin from Double Cloud talking about REST APIs for vSphere. Um, a couple of uh, uh, housekeeping notes uh, before we before we get started. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Get in on the conversation. Uh, if you are in the audience, I will be taking the uh, the questions from the Q&A chat panel that you see there. Um, just put in the questions there and I'll ask them of Steve. Uh, if you are on Twitter, uh, if you at vbrownbag or hashtag vbrownbag, I will be monitoring Twitter as well and I can field questions from there as well. Uh, we also have a couple of other um, compatriots, partners in crime. The AsiaPAC, EMEA, LATAM uh, episodes are also running. Uh, we have one every Thursday for APAC. For EMEA, we have them on Tuesdays. And for Latin America, we have them on Thursdays at 7 p.m. So with that, let me... Uh, Turn it over to Mr. Jen. All right, Steve, you are the presenter. Okay, so can you see my screen right now? Not oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Not yet. Okay. Show my screen. There we go. I see your desktop. So we'll, we'll like to. Oh, wait, it went away. It went away. Okay. So. Is it possible to share the other screen because I'm doing? Yeah, if if you go into the show my screen options, uh, hit the little uh -huh. arrow de arrow drop down, and it'll flip it over to the other screen. Okay. Did it work? No, no, I st I still see the other one. If if you hit if you hit the little screen drop down section, it should allow uh -huh. you to select multiple the the different screens that you have. Uh huh. Uh, are you sure I make the host? Uh, okay. Oh, you, um, you just made me presenter. Hold on. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, you... so let me uh, move all my, uh, my screen. I think uh, I can use the, the other screen. It's fine, too. Steve, Steve you, left the, you left the webinar. Um, you... I left the webinar? Yeah, you, 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 dropped, you dropped out of the uh, presenter section. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Can you log uh, back in real quick? So, what what should I do next? Uh, just log back into the webinar, and then I'll set you up to to present your screen again. Okay. Sorry about that. No worries. Okay. It's pretty fast. Are you back in? There you are. Okay. Let me set you up as presenter. There you go. You now have presenter options. Go ahead and uh, hit the show, hit the drop down under show my screen and then select which uh, screen uh -huh. you want to show. Okay. All right. I see, I see your, yep. Yeah, there we go. I, I see your presentation. Okay. okay. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Yeah, so today I'm going to present the REST API. Uh, last week, we just released this new product. Uh, immediately got a lot of attention. Uh, thanks to Jonathan to invite me to this uh, awesome community. I think uh, today's presentation, because we're 
talking to other experts in the community. So I would rather think this is a two-way communication rather than just my presentation. So I think you can help us to uh, give us uh, some feedbacks and the wish list, all sorts of things. All right. Um, so without further ado, let's. Uh, oops, sorry. Let's jump to uh, next part. A little bit about my, myself. I was working for VMware for uh, almost five years, and then I wrote a book on there, the vSphere SDK. Uh, I also create the uh, open source Java API, which is kind of de facto in the community and everywhere I go to the consulting and uh, a lot of people would just say, oh, we use this. Mm -hmm. um, we also like a blog about the uh, VMware stuff, DevOps and the programming. Uh, check out my uh, blog site. And also I create a company. Uh, just uh, We have some products over here. Um, and uh, let's move on. Today's uh, REST API. So this is the uh, agenda um, where we're going to talk about the uh, uh, REST APIs. Uh, first, we'll go to a quick overview, and then we'll jump to a quick demo. And after demo, we'll go a little bit deeper on the API side, and we'll talk about like what the API patterns and uh, what's the architecture of this. And the after that, we're talking about the uh, scripting and uh, programming with the REST API, and uh, we'll do another like a programming demo. So that will be a little bit, uh, also a short one. And then, if we have time, if you're interested, we can uh, talk a little bit about other tools and the products. And then finally, we get the conclusion. So we hopefully finish everything by like 40 minutes. Uh, so as I said. This is like uh, two-way communication. So if you have any question or have any comment, feel free to uh, interrupt me anytime. Or if you want to send a message and um, to uh, to the channel, and then that would be great too. Definitely. Okay. Now, so before we jump to the our API, so we would like to cover a little bit about the VMware API. So. VMware API is a different type of API. It's a kind of management API. It's different from the execution API. VMware used to buy a company called SpringPath, but that's a part of Pivotal, uh, the, the spring off right now. So that spring is the execution API. So it's different from the management API, right? It can do everything by itself, but management API essentially is a kind of remoting. Uh, it can tell VMware what to do, but it's bundled with the product itself. The API, Manager API itself, cannot uh, do everything you, you need to do. So it has to be a product out there. The, um, in terms of the product and the APIs, GUI, all sorts of things, or rather think uh, the product you know, is like a model. If we have to fit in that the MVC model, right? The APIs, GUIs, and other views. Uh, so those APIs is uh, very important for the automation and product integration, right? So they're many different factors we need to uh, think about. Um, now, so today we have, like we were uh, in a community, we have, you no, know, there are a lot of uh, APIs, managing APIs out there. Right? So there's a couple of challenges of using the API. So there are several uh, aspects. Uh, so I just quick run through. Uh, so that actually helps us understand why we create this uh, REST API by ourselves. 
right, so the uh, the complexity, right? The number of the APIs available out there is a lot, right? So the granularity of the API, sometimes some uh, product has one API, sometimes the product has uh, different sets of API. Essentially, one aspect of the product, there's a set of API out there. Um, so the product also has the versioning, the back compatibility issues, and uh, the language binding, right? Different, if you happen to use a uh, different language, it's just not officially supported, right? So that's, uh, that could be challenging too. Um, the, of course, there's official and open source APIs, right? So that's one uh, aspect. The other is the consistency, right? The format of APIs and all sorts of things, um, especially the identifier of uh, different things, right? Because we were, the core is the research itself, and then you build a lot of different other products on top of that, you know, how to, you know, navigate through different APIs. I, uh, most likely, those days, uh, people start adopt different products that um, together with the vSphere itself, right? The, the vSphere API, for example. Uh, the NFX, right, is uh, adopting by the community uh, gradually. <clears throat> all right, so how those APIs talk to each other? Um, there are also like the API versus commandlets, you know, what to use for certain automation case. Uh, in particular, REST API, this is something we're going to talk about uh, more, uh, emphasize a lot more today. So the REST API rumor has today, there are a couple of them, a few of them, actually. Uh, uh, the big issue I see out there uh, in terms uh, from the programming scripting point of view is there actually no modeling um, or some modeling of the implementation. So it's not like the vSphere API, I think, is done like an excellent job out there. They start the modeling, everything is very clear, the object model, the documentation, even though it overall is a complex, but it's like a, it's complex by its very nature. Right? Uh, the other thing is the official IDL. Uh, there's only, I, among all the stuff, I only find like NSX has the uh, Rumble API out there. Um, and then different APIs, the consistency, right? So all sorts of things out there. Um, so there, in the real world today, there are two types of styles in the management API. So why is so based? Uh, so we series it's API is the soap based, right? The ESX agent API, storage, SSO, uh, VSAN API. Actually, VSAN didn't choose the REST API. Instead, it picked soap again. Uh, I think they made a, a pretty good choice. Uh, the REST API, the NSX, it's through acquisition, right? We realized essentially by acquisition, they picked the uh, REST API from the very beginning. And there, there's a, something new, which is called V API. It's something from the Realmore uh, Whisper team. <clears throat> uh, here's a little bit comparison of the SOAP and the REST. And I think uh, overall, there are many uh, different points here. And I just want to emphasize that the SOAP versus REST in terms of programming concept and the REST API is kind of more old than the SOAP. Um, so that's why sometimes uh, in the community people talk a lot, you know, they're using preferred rest than the SOAP itself. 
Uh, now, so that's basically a little bit of introduction on the rumor side. So that does help us to set a context uh, why we create the REST API for WeScript, uh, even though there's a V API already. Now, so I just want to emphasize three different things. Uh, first, we double uh, REST API is a complete API. It's not like a V API, just very uh, limited functionality out there. So everything you can do with the WeSphere, uh, from the GUI, you can do with the double-color REST API. Mm -hmm. So it's a full set of the WeSphere API itself. And the second point I want to make is uh, the REST API. Uh, we have the uh, scalability uh, in mind with designers. So it can scale to many WeSender and ESX servers at a, at a time. Um, so this may not be a big issue for the small shops, but definitely as a, it's a good concern for a medium and large environment because uh, you know we center there's uh, there there's a number a, a number of limitations out there, right? So most uh, shops, uh, medium and big shops, they run many we uh, center servers. Um, we can also, you know, work with WeCenter as well in ESX. This is actually uh, the benefit by the Rimor API itself. Uh, we also have a, uh, uh, this is the good thing. Uh, so the, the WeSphere, the WCarvest API is uh, consistent with the WeSphere API. So it's, a it's zero learning curve. Uh, we based on exactly the same model of the existing SOAP API. So basically, you can cross-reference uh, whatever the WeSphere API itself, the SOAP-based, uh, with our REST API. So essentially, at the back, very back of the product, is empowered by uh, another product called VI Java NG. It's um, essentially is Java binding for the WeSphere API. Um, now, so this API, um, so, is, uh, so a lot of people ask me, say, is that V API or what's different? So, so again, so it's totally different from the V API. API is kind of redesigned from the SOAP API, but the double color REST API is you know, very consistent. Um, so if we have a take a look at this diagram, right? So at the, uh, so this is, uh, left side is the WeSphere API, so there's an identification, and then there's a model, and then there's a source, right? So every two, on the line, two layers uh, is exactly the same. So WeSphere, uh, the REST API is exactly the same as the WeSphere API. So we only differ from the REST API, and on top of the, that, the language binding could be different too. And um, so next, Part is uh, double call REST API server, right? So this is actually very simple. It's uh, written in Java, very small, and actually you don't have to install uh, um, to have an installer. So it's very lightweight. Uh, you can install that on another machine other than the vCenter or ESX. So that's a very clean separation. But at the same time, if you really want to embed that into the vCenter, uh, it's durable, and so it's. <laughs> we also uh, thinking the high value features, right? The, the caching, 
if you have a cache and they can offload the visitor from all uh, different applications, right? So that can be very helpful. Uh, the AD integration, so they can do like uh, the uh, security checking, uh, orders, all those things. I can do the metering, do the logging, right? So that's something we're considering. Uh, now the uh, demo. So before I jump to that, let's uh, want to emphasize all the questions, welcome, uh, comments, and uh, just uh, feel free to interrupt me anytime. Uh, so we are going to demo uh, a couple of use, uh, couple of cases and the installation. Actually, we don't have an installer. So what I showed you is once you download the file, the, uh, the one single job file from our, our uh, website, and then you can just simply run that. And then we'll start the uh, API server, and or there's <coughs> excuse me, and then. The main part, we're going to show you the Swag-based uh, web GUI uh, to see what is available in the API and make some live calls. So we showed you like how to add a new vCenter server and list all the VMs, uh, get information from one VM, a specific property of the VM, and, and then, you know, this is just like reading information, retrieve information from those objects, but how you uh, take some actions. So if you want to show you like simple cases like power on and power off a VM or rename a virtual machine, right? So that's something we are going to uh, demo. Now without you, let me show you uh, Okay, so I already have a So I already have download that stuff. So so this is a simple job file. If you double click on it, and then you will open. Now I'm going to show you actually using a command line. It's actually give you more control. So what I, what you could do is uh, you know just type like I already typed it uh, just now before I, the demonstration. So you, we you could like a Java dash jar and vm rest dot jar. Right, that's a very uh, simple and now, once you type this, and it immediately will open a the uh, Swag web application for you, so you can see that immediately. Uh, it's open to the default browser in your system. Now, I would like to add a little bit more comments on the what is available in this. But as you can see, um, we didn't put a parameter out there, but you can add essentially add more parameter out there. So you can specify the port number. By default, if you don't specify, we open to 8080. And then you can also secure the website by the access key and a secret key. So that's something when you try to access this uh, API server, and then you will be prompt this uh, access key or security key. So by default, we just uh, uh, enemy and a double call, right? Now, this is about the, you know, how to run this uh, server. Now, let's, this is already open, right? So here is a full documentation of what is available out there. So basically, you can see from, from this web page, we essentially have, if you compare with the vSphere API itself, we essentially, every object you find in the vSphere API is showing up over here, right? So we, 
we, as we would do with the vSphere API itself, the first thing we need to do is, you know, find the service instance, and then we add one vCenter or one ESX server out there. So what I'm going to find the service instance, right? So if we open the service instance, and then we have all the um, URLs and uh, option, uh, the, the methods for the REST API. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to use the REST API. I'm going to add a, a new vCenter server out there. So now this show me um, the, the whatever parameter I need to enter. So I'm going to give it a try. Say this is uh, the order of the stuff doesn't matter because it's a JSON, right? So Now this is an IP, you can put the fully qualified domain name out there. Uh, either way it should work. Uh, now, so I have this already, and then what I need to do is just say execute. Now, once we execute and then return 200, which is uh, successful, right? And now we also can see uh, this curl command is got generated, right? So next time you just copy, paste, and you can just repeat uh, through your uh, shell command. Uh, later on, we'll cover more about this. Uh, now, once you have the service instance, and then you can see, you know, per a particular service instance, right? So I'm going to show you, say, uh, this service instance, I, I identify by 100, right? So, and then you can say execute. And then you see all the, uh, information, the properties over there. Uh, more often than not, you actually have a lot more than you need. What you're going to do is you can specify a uh, more specified uh, little less. So basically you can say, I'm going to try it out. And what I'm going to do is I'm just 60, zero. And let's say I'm only interested, for example, let's say content uh, with the vendor, right? Okay, so you can specify this and then execute it. Now you see it's uh, even more, right? Now the beautiful thing is we can actually uh, also specify multiple. Now, if we execute it, and then we see two, right? Right. So you can specify any of those. If you are interested, hey, I only interested in the top level. Right. It's a super flexible. Now, this is uh, this, uh, how to uh, add the vCenter, right? We have done, you can delete this vCenter. Um, I'm not going to show you that. Um, now let's do something interesting with the virtual machine. Now the virtual machine, when you click on this, get without any parameter, and then what you're going to get is a list of the other virtual machines, right? So you can find, and then you can get an ID of all those. And what I'm going to find is like, uh, 
I just had a like CSL. So this why is, is something I'm going to use. This is the ID. Um, now with this ID, uh, similar thing, it can try it out, uh, this, right? And then again, there's a lot. So most likely you can do this, you can specify whatever uh, properties you want to have. Now, yeah, you want to get a name, uh, right? So very simple, you get this name. Now, what if you want to have, say, the power state, all those information? Now, I, right? So what you want to have over here is you want to get a name, get a, how much memory it has, what the power state. Maybe it's that something you are interested the most. Now, you don't want anything else. Uh, so once you execute this, and then you get only what you need, right? So this is the power of uh, how we retrieve different informations from the system, right? Very flexible. Now let me let me show you uh, something more. Uh, for example, the uh, the oh, what's the state of? Uh, okay, let me see. Okay, so let me power power this on. Okay, so let me power off this VM. Now let's see power off. Okay, power off. Okay, this guy. Now again, we need an identifier, right? Ouch. Right, and then you can say you can execute this. Now we get a task, right? By the way, you can see it's power off, already done, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to see, you know, I if you're programming without, you know, the GUI, what you're going to do is say, a, I have a task, and I can track the status of the task. See, this is the task, right? So I'm going to try it out. Okay, now I got all the information about this task, right? So from over here, we can see whether this is a success. Yeah, this, this task already success, right? So that's, you know, how we use uh, this uh, REST API to track this, right? Now I can do a little bit more, say I'm interested to rename this uh, rename, rename, rename this, right? So I'm gonna say try it out. Uh, so this is, ESL for three from uh, okay. So now we have this out here. Uh, I'm going to say execute this.
Okay. Oh, there's something goes wrong. Uh, you don't need to pass in the IP and MOID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> No wonder it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> All right. See, we see the task over here. And let's see. Uh, see? This changed, right? Nice. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, one point I want to make here is everything you can do from the V3 API, you can do uh, with the Double Cloud REST API. Okay, so this is about the demo. There are uh, even more complicated cases, like you can add new uh, hardware, those things, you can also do that. Uh, but limited by time, I'm not going to do uh, more demos. So let's uh, remove, let me uh, get back uh, to the presentation again. All right, so next slide. Uh, so I'm going to talk about, you know, as far as uh, the server architecture, right? So, oops, sorry. So here is the, uh, the API architecture. So what we see over here, the API server is sitting in the middle, right? So he exposed the REST API to whatever the browser, or you have a mobile app, or in external other APIs, command line, whatever you do over here, uh, will you speak in a language of REST API in the JSON format? And now we get that request, and uh, we convert that to the, the uh, when we, the, our API talk to the vCenter, talk to ESX, is still soap. So essentially, we uh, like interpret all the conversation between you to the vCenter servers uh, uh, for you. All right, so this is uh, how it works. That's why I mentioned my previous slides, like we are Java NG is used. Because uh, because we talk to many different vCenter or ESX at the same time, so the performance and the memory consumption is uh, is a big requirement. So we have with that we can reduce the memory footprint and increase the speed. Um, now this is a simple case, right? If you have a like uh, complex case you want to load balance, you can also do that. So on the client side it doesn't matter, right? But, but load balancer expose a single IP address. And I was just gonna find the right chart over here, uh, if you see my cursor over here. So basically we can have multiple API server in a cluster. And then load balancer will point to whatever uh, cluster and then do, uh, do the request. So that session can manage out there. Right, so in that way, uh, if you have like a two or three cluster out there and you can uh, handle all the REST API management to all your vCenter servers. Uh, of course, if you want to talk to the ESXi server directly, that's doable too. Um, now, that's the architecture, you know, how the topology of the system is going to work. Uh, by the way, if you have, if you really want to do like the REST API server, Embed in the vCenter server, that's also durable. But we, you know, kind of reluctant to do that way because, uh, you know, the vCenter server is a critical piece. If you don't want to, if you can, if you can not to touch it, and that will be the best, right? Uh, but if you really want to embed this into vCenter server, that's durable because uh, for very simple reason, uh, double cloud REST APIs 
essentially is a Java application, right? So we can already have the Java runtime installed out there. So we just need to tweak the uh, port management out there, expose the right uh, the, the stuff in the right port. That's it. Now, so let's talk about the double call REST API UIL patterns. Um, <coughs> so as I mentioned, the same object model for vSphere. That's why I say it's a, you know, almost zero learning curve if you're familiar with the vSphere API already. But if you're not familiar, uh, the REST API itself, you know, if you just show me theme, what I just demo, and then that gives you like a very good starting point. Uh, if you have just reporting, uh, billing, or some simple monitoring application, that's pretty much uh, good enough, right? So you don't have to go through the vSphere API, proxy collector, all those things. Uh, the REST API cover everything for you out there. Hey, Steve, right. got, got a question real quick? Yes. Um, yes. Does V does VMware still support vCenter if uh, if it's installed on on the vCenter? Uh, that's a good question. That's why I just mentioned we rather not to touch the vCenter server. Gotcha. Uh, that's something. Yeah, I would suggest not to do unless you have some compelling reason for doing that. Mm -hmm. And. The support issue is more like between VMware and a customer. Uh, we are uh, ISV, right? Mm -hmm. So we cannot do much out there, uh, but we can try our best to give that a try. But essentially, uh, as I Don't mentioned, running the API is no work. Yeah, right. it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a big deal, because you can even run on your uh, desktop very good performance. Gotcha. Uh, so okay. there's not much. Yeah. All right. So the UIL pattern. Um, so we have like uh, uh, get method, post method. So we don't do like a put all all those things. That just uh, sometimes confuse people. Especially when you try to say create a new virtual machine. What are you going to use, right? Is a post or put? So we don't do that. We keep it simple, right? So if you if you want to do uh, retrieve information and then you just get. If you want to do something on the vCenter server side and just host, right? Now, the pattern is very simple. If you have an HTTP, so we, uh, by the way, we support HTTP. If you want to HTTPS, so we can easily configure that for you. And basically, you need a, a like a, a SSL terminator, right? Uh, very, if you know Nginx, all those things, it's very easy to configure. Now, the API server, right? This is a server where you run our API server, and then the object type, right? It's a virtual machine, or it's a host system, or those things. And then here's the part, basically, this is ID, right? So the ID has two parts. One is the vCenter. Where does this come from, right? We're managed by where. So the vCenter ID is either IP address or fully qualified name. And then there's an MORID, which is, you know, it, it, but people already know VMware, so this is a, a pretty uh, uh, common way. Uh, so, uh, and then you have the slash, uh, slash the property set, right? So you can say name all those properties and you can uh, traverse the path all the done. Um, now that's simple, right? So if you don't have the the, the if you don't have all this, right? So it's essentially this is list list operation. Basically, we list all the virtual machines, 
uh, managed and and powered by this API server, right? So across all the different listeners. And then we have like uh, say if you have this ID and without the property uh, name in a URL, and then we get all the properties of a virtual machine for you. Now the beauty of our product is that it doesn't matter which version of vCenter Server you're using, right? So we don't say, hey, we only support to 5.5 or whatever, or 6.5, and we work all across, uh, all the way from 4 to 6.5. So if it is 6.5, we retrieve that information. If it is a 4, and then we only retrieve the properties of version 4. So you don't need to worry anything about that. We take care of it. Now, as I mentioned, if you just need a particular properties, right, you can just uh, specify those as part of the URL and separate with the comma. And then you can add as many as you want. Right? <clears throat> now, for the singleton project, uh, singleton objects, like the service instance, a lot manager, those things, there's only one instance in our system. And then you can just skip the ID. Uh, in a weird case, essentially for like a law manager, there's ID, but you know who knows? Why should you care? There's only one, so we just simplified this. You know, just provide I, uh, IP. Uh, that's good enough. Now the post, the post option uh, is also very simple, right? So you have the API at server, and then the object type, and then the ID. Uh, again, the vCenter and uh, MOR itself. Now, after that is the method name. Now, this is uh, sometimes a bit complicated because you see um, in my demo, right, so if you just rename a virtual machine, it's simple. But if you want to add a hard disk and then the device, the configuration, the spec, it can be complicated. Uh, but that's a definitely doable. Uh, so in that case, uh, the existing vSphere API documentation is very, very useful, right? So you don't have to uh, do something more out there. Um, and when we designed this, we try, you know, in the Swag GUI, we try to do like uh, populate all the data objects in the request body. But somehow there's a bug because when we're the data objects, sometimes they embed nest itself uh, one another, right? So when that happened in our system, it didn't work very well because uh, that uh, the uh, Swag doesn't know how to handle this, and then there's an infinite loop out there. <laughs> so that's why in the end we uh, would give up. But in the future, if Swag fix that problem, we can easily uh, add that feature. Now, so uh, now so we're going to do next. Uh, so this is a longer vision, right? So we can have like this API platform over here, and we can add like authentication, metering, logging. This is like a typical concept of API gateway, right? And then on the right side, so this is all VMware products. Today we support vCenter ESX, right? We can also support like NSX, vSense. So we try to like unify everything. And so that in the future we do the browse uh, you know, application, you know, browser, mobile app, anything, right? So it can just single centralized API access. Uh, that's something we want. To, if you have some other requirement, uh, feel free to talk to us. Um, so the 
the programming and scripting the REST API. So basically, in the the previous Swag demo, where I showed you, right, that you can uh, automatically generate the curl command for you. Uh, but you can, because it's a REST API, it works across all the script language, right? So uh, shells stuff, uh, we already have that. Uh, and you can use a crawl, you can use a JQ, and JQ is very, very powerful. Um, and then uh, there's Python, uh, PowerShell, yeah, and JavaScript, which is very popular if you develop the web application or mobile application, right? And uh, this is a scripting language. And then also there are program language, like Java, C, Sharp, C, uh, those things. Um, for uh, this part, I will only show the Java stuff. And if you want to use the REST API for serious programming, uh, additional language binding may be needed. And so today we're we are uh, doing the doing uh, still have the SOAP uh, based uh, language binding. So essentially, if you are using uh, if you want to if you're using Java to integrate with Wimware. Uh, for like a serious integration, and I think uh, soul-based language binding like via Java is still, I think, the best choice. Uh, the reason for that is even though you can use our REST API, but you know there, the JSON format is not the Java object. You still need to do additional uh, data mushroom and mushroom, right? That can be uh, some pain points. Um, okay, so without delay, let's jump to the programming. Demo. So uh, first, uh, I will show you. We have a we have created open source project. Uh, so it's a Wim Rust API. So if you uh, access it and you can uh, call to your local, that's uh, very easy, right? Um, feel free to do that. So I already have in my local. So let me show you uh, where. Uh, okay. So let me studio. Okay, so here is the studio, right? So if we look at this project, the structure is like a Maven project structure. So they are on the source, and we see uh, main, and then I have a uh, four different language writing over here. So we have a Java. Uh, I have a, a couple more samples here, and I have uh, PowerShell. Uh, we have a Python and uh, list uh, the shell list again, right? So I will go the opposite direction. I will first uh, like try the uh, list this guy. Right, this guy is a very simple, right? It's based on a curl and uh, you know, it just initially. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, initially, you uh, you know post a post a, uh, a message to the service instance to add that new vCenter. And then you can just list all the vCenter servers over here, right? So this is a, a very simple case. So let's, uh, let's be, let me run this, right? So, so I have this over here. And what I'm going to do is say list the VMs. Now all the if all the stuff is uh, left out here. Uh, before this 
presentation, I wanted to like do the JQ, uh, but JQ doesn't seem to work very well on Windows. Uh, there's some way people talk about, but it takes time. So I didn't get enough time to uh, prepare for that. But if you're already running on Linux or uh, Mac, and that should be straightforward. Right. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, that helps you to parse those information very, very easily. Uh, this is like a shell script, right? So basically, you don't have to write those. What you can do is uh, in the uh, in the Slack, I just demoed to you, and you can after this after the the uh, live trial finish, and then you can just uh, there's command list out there. You can just copy paste, and then that's what you do with the uh, uh, with the uh, shell programming. Now let's take a look at the power, uh, Python. I thought, right, we need a URL lib lib to library. And then uh, similar things, uh, we, uh, you know, there's a couple of like uh, uh, username, password, those things. And then you, you know, post this information uh, at Movie Center. And then you basically get the uh, lib combine, uh, come up with the, uh, the URL to look to other virtual machines, and then open it and read it. That's all you need to do. Uh, so over here, I have this guy, this is Python, right? So now I previously run this, right? So point to my Python runtime and just uh, run this thing. I, so pretty much all the virtual machines come back with the type, with the ID, um, uh, with the path. The, 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 we actually pick the path instead of just names so that there's a, could be duplicate names, right? So you, with the path, you know exactly where the virtual machine is actually in your inventory. Uh, this is a uh, Python, very, uh, also very simple. Uh, there's a PowerShell and the PowerShell is very similar, right? So what you need is, uh, the invoke rest method. Uh, it's available in the PowerShell 3.0. So if you have to do it, you may need to upgrade. So this one is the, uh, oops. Okay. Now, so this actually, uh, the format wise is the best, right? So you can see the type and ID, very, very easy to, to understand. Okay. So this is PowerShell, and then there's uh, Java stuff, and the Java is actually even easier, right? So uh, we have list of VM, right? So this is uh, something uh, uh, very simple. So I can like run the file, oh, everything, right? So all those three samples are very simple, but it's a cover very basic, uh, the you know, typical flow, right? So the first thing you add a vCenter and then you come up the URL and then either get or post, very simple. Uh, so that's pretty much on the uh, scripting side. So any question in, uh, in the audience? Uh, let me double check. Nothing locally uh, going over to Okay. Twitter. Nope, nope, we're good. It's awesome. Okay, we're good. Yes. Oh, too simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically uh, we kind of uh, get the conclusion, right? So what I'm trying to say is the REST API can be very simple. 
And uh, we can have like a simple API server can have complete feature support on the vSphere side. And we can also make the stuff as scalable as you want. And basically, in the future, um, all your VMware infrastructure can be managed by one API server. That's centralized. Everything is managed for you. And uh, advanced features like a caching, all those things uh, can, you know, uh, can work for your benefit as well. Because in that way, it can have the better performance and also lower the load on the vCenter server. Because in that way, you know, instead of going to vCenter individually and, you know, load data from our cache, especially you you do like uh, retrieve the information, right? So that can be a huge benefit. Um, yeah. So that's uh, pretty much about um, our REST APIs, and uh, you can try it out. Uh, we have a free trial on there at doublecloud.net. And uh, once you download, it's very simple. You just see me double click, and then boom, you can play with it. Um, so that's uh, pretty much it. And uh, by the way, uh, I mentioned we have some free tools for you. And uh, let me see. So uh, this is a VMware deploy tool. Uh, actually, it's uh, also very easy to use. Uh, if you haven't tried this, and uh, so basically, whatever you can do, the OVF tools, you can do this. All, all the GUI stuff, very easy to use. And you can also manage the VMs. Uh, you can list all this regular expression. And you can also manage the data stores. Uh, once you load it, it's very, very fast. Nice. Okay. That's, that's so, on the uh, downloads page of your website, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, everything. Is, uh, this is a free tool. Feel free to download it. And then uh, we still uh, try to improve it because that comes from my own uh, pain points. Because one time I was a customer and they tried to deploy our research tool and then they couldn't because the web GUI didn't work very well. Hmm. Uh, nice. So after I come back, I said, oh, why don't we just do a quick one? And then there's uh, there's uh, interest from the community, so we keep doing this. Nice. Okay, that's pretty much uh, what I have to uh, present today. Cool. Uh, th thank you very much. There, there is there was one question um, uh, from we, so we have a couple of uh, uh, VMware V experts in the audience, and uh, they were asking yeah. if there is an NFR version uh, for for home labs. Um, for, uh, of the of the API server. Ah, sure, sure. Uh, just uh, email me because right now we have the uh, trial version that works for one month. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we experts feel free to uh, reach out to me. Uh, show me email, uh, Steve at doublecloud.org, and we definitely can uh, give all of you experts uh, free license, no problem. Awesome. Very, very cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Steve, uh, yeah. thank you very much for, for this. It was, it was uh, fascinating. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for having me. And uh, th thanks, everybody, for listening, and, and have a good evening.